You know we take sustainability and body positivity pretty seriously on this podcast, so we're excited to partner with Smash and Tess home of the Romper Revolution and made in North America. Smash and Tess offers comfy, sustainable, timeless pieces for women, men, minis, and even pups. Head to smashtest.com and use the code THANKS to save 15% on your first order. Diversifying and switching up your thrift route is one of the key elements to becoming a successful secondhand shopper, and it's one of the best ways to help you make secondhand become second nature. So today we're sharing the do's and don'ts that we like to follow when it comes to starting a new relationship with a thrift store. Keep listening for a new episode from Thanks It's Thrifted with Dina and Shannon. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Dina. I'm Shannon. Today we're talking about relationships. Ooh. Do you get a boyfriend? <laughs> Not that kind of relationship. <laughs> Starting a new relationship with a thrift store. Oh, that's an interesting way to say it. <laughs> so one of the things that we talk a lot about on this podcast, in order to become a better thrifter and in order to make secondhand become second nature in your life, it's so important for you to diversify your thrift route. So that means go to different thrift stores, have your have your one to two go-to spots, but you have to expand your reach. I like to compare this to shopping retail for something. Say you need a pair of pants. You would go maybe to several stores until you found it, or you'd go to several stores at the mall, or you'd go to Target and then Old Navy, and then you would check online. It's the same thing, but you would just be going to multiple secondhand stores. So it's more becoming a habit. It's more of taking your retail habits and applying them to secondhand habits. Mm -hmm. How do you like to introduce new stores into your repertoire? Getting so fancy. French words. Honestly, this is really hard for me. And I think that a lot of people, it's probably the same, where you get like stuck in your habits. You don't want to venture out to another thrift store because you don't know how it's going to feel when you go in and you don't know if you're like where your stuff is like where where are you gonna when you walk in how's it gonna look and where do you want to travel to and do you know like when you're inside of the thrift store like is it gonna be too big and it's gonna wear you out is it gonna be too small and you're gonna feel like it was pointless and a waste of your time so i think it is really hard to add random ones in that you're not used to going to especially if you're like me where i like the same thing you know what i mean yeah you don't know if it's going to be worth your time yeah and and because thrifting is uh, very time consuming. You don't know if it's going to be worth your time. And I think that's where, you know, when you go to a retail store, like a Target or some a store at the mall, you're paying for that convenience. Mm-hmm. And so thrifting is can be slightly inconvenient for people, especially if you have a very busy schedule. Right. But there are ways to sneak this into your life. One of the things we talked about before is just making a point to visit one new store a month. 
Right. Um, I, I typically will visit a new store only when I'm off work because mm-hmm. I know I have that feeling of like being free. Yeah. And I don't have a lot going on. But I usually wouldn't do it like on my way home from work. I'm going to pop to this store that's near my work. You know, if I like, I mean, obviously the Goodwill by my work I go to all the time and it's like one of my stores. But like, say there's one down the street and around the corner that I've never been to, I probably wouldn't do it. You're not going to take that risk. I'm not because I got to get home. I got to make dinner. You know, like I don't have time for like the new thing, but that's usually how I approach it. So let's say you were going just to browse, right? Like let's say you were driving home from work and you you heard about this store around the corner and down the street and <laughs> down the street and around the corner and you didn't have anything in mind that you needed to buy. You just wanted to browse. You would still go to the familiar store over the new store? It depends on my mood, but let's say typical Shannon, yes, wow. I would. I would just because of who I am and how I like um, I like repetitiveness and I like yeah. to know what I'm going into. Yeah, I think most people are like that. We're creatures of habit and we and we we become comfortable in, in the familiar. I understand how difficult it can be to build in that time, especially when I was working full time in an office and not from home. It was really, really hard to, to build that in. But, you know, like I said, one simple way is just to build it in either, like you said, on a day off, once one Saturday a month, could be you could even do it in like three month increments like this quarter you know this season I want to explore one or two new stores and then you can map it out over the course of three months but it is really important because stores offer different things different price points um, and then more importantly it's just about making it more of a habit going to a new store doesn't have to necessarily mean driving 40 minutes out of the way no it can definitely be in your area although i will say one thing you should consider doing is exploring some in neighboring cities Mm -hmm. like canton like for us like we go to canton cleveland um just kind of building those into your schedule Right. And it, and like, know that that's just going to be like your morning or yeah. whatever. But it's, it's fun. Just like once you get there and you get out of your head that it's like, oh, you have to drive that far. Um, it's always fun to like see how other places do things. Yeah. Some other times that's just like a thrift store that isn't even nearby um, that you've never experienced before. So new prices, mm-hmm. you know, you just never know what you're going to find. And it's always worth it. Yeah. We also like to diversify the different types of stores. So I like to go to antique stores, consignment stores, rummage sales, online thrifting, just keeping all of my options open. And not only does it keep it exciting and interesting, um, but it helps me find exactly what I'm looking for. Yep. It's funny. I'm kind of backtracking a little bit. Your favorite thing. When I was thinking about the thrift, because I was like, there's only one thrift store near me. And then I started thinking and I was like, there's literally two thrift stores I go to in Cuyahoga Falls, both of them. And then there's like five more thrift stores within 15 minutes of me that I never go to. Really? Yeah. Like, yeah, I never go to this. So it's just like, it isn't that hard to go to a different store. Like, especially if you live around here, you yeah. know, I don't know where people live, like if they have that many thrift stores around them, but the two I go to is are like 15 minutes away. But if I went 15 minutes a different direction, I could hit another thrift yeah. store that I never yeah. go to. Yeah. But, and you just brought up a good point that we have thrift stores all over the place. And I know we have some listeners that have to drive, you know, at least 30, 40 minutes to get to the nearest thrift store. And so, you know... For, for people like that, I, I can completely understand how difficult it can be to diversify your route. And in that instance, I would suggest 
checking online, right? Like, it's not the same experience. But more and more now we have so many online thrift platforms, whether it's from individual sellers on Instagram or Poshmark and eBay and Depop and all of that. It's more expensive, but especially if you have a specific item. Yeah, like, it makes it a lot easier because then you can search. Yeah. Where like, you know, you physically have to search at a thrift store. Yeah. But like you can just type it in and see if they have any. If they don't, they don't go on to the next one. Yeah. And for people who have to drive longer distances, you know, I wonder what their routine is like. And, you know, maybe if you're driving anyway, you could just drive to a different one, you know, every every time you go mm-hmm. and just mix it up a little bit. But in that case, too, like you were talking about risk, you know, am I driving 40 minutes and then it night might not be good. Right. I think we're c- connecting back to that whole relationship with your thrift store. You know, like if you have that relationship and you you have it because you always ha- find something good. Yeah. And you know where everything is. You always have like a reason why that's your thrift store, you know. So it's like people like that because it's just, I don't know. It's, it's familiar. Yeah, you're ready. You know what to, you know what to expect. But you don't know until you try, right? You you will never know what a store will be like unless somebody bashes it online. You won't or talks it up online. You yeah. won't know until you go see it for yourself. And yep. we had a perfect example of this when we were traveling. Yes. Shannon and I were traveling out of state. And of course, we always like to stop at thrift stores when we're traveling. And tell them what happened when we first walked in. I uh, totally judged the book by its cover, which I know is like a no-no. You're not supposed to do it. But I immediately was like, oh, this is going to be a waste of time. This is, this does, like, it was huge. But from what we were looking at when you first walked in the door, I was like, oh, this is going to be trash. And I was like, oh, I wonder how long Tina's going to make me stay here. (laughs) (laughs) So this conversation got me thinking about the do's and don'ts of starting a new relationship with a thrift store. The first do, which we had already mentioned, was do explore stores outside of your immediate area, if it's possible for you, if you're not in like a really remote location. My next one is don't judge the store immediately. You can't. Like, I learned that so fast. That was that was a weird experience. Like, I found more plus size cute clothing items than I've ever found anywhere than in that store. Like I was shocked. I've never like in the last, I don't know, 10 years, I've I've not bought that many plus size items because they didn't have that many that I liked. So what happened at this store was we walked in and they had the shoes right up front, like right in your face when you walk in on the rack. I've never seen that before. No, the shoes are usually in the back or on the sides, whatever. Yeah. And so we came across a lot of garbage shoes. Yeah, they were worked before so it was, they got there. Yeah. A bad first impression. Yeah. So here's my do then for that is do a walkthrough of the entire store before focusing on one area. Oh, I like that. Because mm-hmm. what we did is we walked in and we were like, all right, let's hit up the shoes. And then we were like, yuck. Yeah, because I feel like any place I ever go, I always love some pair of shoes. Like yeah. I always leave with a pair of shoes. And when we saw those, I was like, where are we? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I think where we went wrong is that we focused on one area instead of doing a full walkthrough, like, Just walk through. You don't Mm -hmm. even have to stop or anything. Just walk through, check it out, see, get the vibe, get the feel feel of the store, and then go back to the front or wherever your favorite department is. Mm -hmm. Because I think if we would have done that first and we would have walked by the plus size and saw all that cool stuff. Yeah. And like for me, I loved all the coats. Had I seen the coats first, I would have been on cloud nine. Yep. So doing a walkthrough, I think, is really helpful. I think after all the nonsense, once we both found like our our spot, 
Weren't we there for like almost two hours? Yeah. We were there for a long time. And I was like, I can't believe Shannon's not pressuring me to leave. I was like on a high when we left. Like mm-hmm. seriously. Did you have a cart? I, did I go get a cart? I think I went and got it. Did we? I can't remember. No, you made me go get a cart because it was so, it was so <laughs> over, over, uh, Flowing. packed. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like it was crazy. Yeah. And you found that anthropology plus size sweater. Literally never in my life yeah. even knew anthropology had plus size because when I looked it up, they're literally like $250. Yeah, when I, awesome. I was just like, oh. Oh my gosh, I think I got it for like six yeah. bucks. Yeah. And they did have really good prices. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is why it's really important to diversify your thrift route because prices are different everywhere. I mean, prices are drastically different even in our area within 20 miles. Yep. Yep. It's crazy. Some of the prices like that you encounter compared to what you might be used to. Yeah. I mean, you I'm talking go. right down the street from us. Yeah. That you can knock out in an afternoon. You can go to the store in like in, in an hour, less than an hour. And it's so funny because people generalize so much on my Instagram when they, and this is people who don't follow me, like randos that find me. Yeah. They just generalize like every Goodwill is expensive, yeah. right? Or every whatever thrift store is expensive. Yeah, of course, thrift stores are more expensive across the board now. But I'm like, they're all priced differently. Like what we can get in one city here in Ohio could be $5 less than a neighboring city. Yep. Yep. It's, it's not all the same. Not at all. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's kind of fun because I feel like we do have the cheapest prices. Yeah. Our like, prices are incredible. Compared to what you see other people getting excited about. And I'm like, you paid what? Oh my gosh. Except for that $250 Burberry coat. That I was found. insane. Yeah. They were like, you're not allowed to resell. This is We're reselling to you right yeah, now. Yeah. That was the resale value was 250 <sighs> So ridiculous. I hope that they don't get it, and then you can go get it for half price. I meant to go back today to see if it was still there. God, they had some Kate Spade shoes that I tried to shove my big old foot in and just wouldn't. Like, it would be the first Kate Spade shoes I ever had in my life. And you know my whole thing about, like, if you don't think about it afterwards, then you're good. Mm-hmm. I keep thinking about them. and They were so the, narrow. It was so Cinderella where, yeah. like, the stepsister couldn't shove her foot yeah. into the glass slipper. <laughs> but they were, they were, I think they were, like, an actually narrow shoe. Mm-hmm. Like, you know how sometimes they come in medium narrow? Like, I think yeah. they were a narrow shoe. Oh, they were so cute. Yeah. I was, guys, I was willing to spend $50. I, actually, that was not a bad price. Like, Kate Spade and it wasn't even tore up. Looks like somebody wore them once, maybe. They were so cute. Yeah, they were in really good condition. I actually picked them up and I thought, wow, considering I just saw the $250 Burberry coat, this was a good deal. Yeah, yeah. (sighs) I'm still thinking about them. I need to find them on Poshmark. But I don't know if they'll like... Yeah, 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 you're right, you're right. I need to just find the same... It's like a plaid pattern. I just need to find a plaid pattern shoe. Yeah. Who cares what what names on them? I don't care. Because I'm afraid if you get them... Uh, if you get the Kate Spade ones, like, I think they're made to be narrow. Right, right. Which would be very uncomfortable. Back to the do's and don'ts of Ooh. starting a new relationship with a store. One thing I would do is to research the store before you go as much as you can. That way you can try to see if it's if it's your vibe, if it's worth your time. What else is around that area? Is there somewhere you can go to lunch? Is there yeah. another thrift store nearby? Yeah. Um just do a little bit of research, do a quick Google search, see which kind of territory they're affiliated with. Like if you're going to a Goodwill, see which territory they're affiliated with so you can see if you can get any coupons, get any rewards. This happens to a lot of people in Ohio, well, in Northeast Ohio. Our Goodwill in Akron is completely different than the Goodwill in Canton and in Cleveland. And so, so many times I'll see people in line saying, 
I want to use my rewards card. And they're mm-hmm. like, that's not even our goodwill. Mm-hmm. Or I got this coupon. They're like, that's not us. Mm-hmm. Um, or how come in Akron, you guys price it this way? And they're like, that's not us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, your I think research. people just think all goodwills, like you said, they think they're all the same. And then like, it's the same logo, the same like uh, branding inside, like the same tags. Yeah. yeah. Like it, there's a color, but 50% off. So there's a lot of the same type of things. So you would just think that it's across the board the same and it's just not. It's not at all. And then with local mom and pop stores, which are the best kind of stores, you know, see if you can find them on Facebook or Instagram, kind of get a feel for what they're posting. See if it's something that you like. You know, honestly, this happened to me once where there was a consignment store and I was like, oh, I should go check that out. And then I went on their Instagram and it was far. It was like 40 minutes for me. And I went on their Instagram. I'm like, I don't think this is my vibe. Oh, and and, and I hate to judge a book by its cover. Like you said, like, yeah, you want to give things a chance. Yeah. But I just I got a feel for like what they were selling. And it was not something that I would have bought mm-hmm. i'm like i'm not in the market for furniture right now i'm not in the market for like upcycled furniture there was nothing there that appealed to me right not to say that i wouldn't go like in the future but in that moment in time i'm like i think i'd rather go to a different store that's 40 minutes away than this one okay i like that you just clarified that because when you said earlier to check it out online i'm thinking of like other people's reviews which i'm always not for a store, a lot of times people are complaining about things that do not pertain to other people. So that's what I was thinking. So now that you said, like, look at their Instagram, see what they're selling, see what they're hyping up. So, you know, like with the vibe of the store, that makes so much more sense to me. I was like stuck in like review section. In no, my head. don't reread the reviews. Yeah. I, the, like people, I feel like people who leave the reviews are usually pretty angry. Right. I think we see more angry reviews than we do positive reviews. Right. Every now and then you'll, you'll get somebody who was so excited about a thrift store. <laughs> Yes, yes, <laughs> you know? yes. But I think more often than not, you're getting people who, people who leave reviews are pretty angry. Right. Like the, the other day I was looking at this coat um, and I was like, oh man, this is so cute. I wonder what the reviews are. And the people are like, it took 10 days to ship to my house. Yep. Zero stars. And I'm just like, dude, that has nothing to do with a coat. And so it's like you have to read, you know, so it's just like, yeah, that's that's what my no, 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 thought I, process was. And I was like, oh, no, okay. no. There's two ways that I research. I research the, the actual website like, who are you affiliated with? Is this a Goodwill or a, a local mom and pop shop? Like, I just kind of get a feel for like, who are you? What do you do? And kind of like, where's your money going? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. What your mission is. Is this a for-profit, non-profit? Like, just kind of get a feel for who they are. And then another thing I like to do is, like I said, go on their Instagram, go on their Facebook. And um, again, keeping an open mind. Because what you see online is not always consistent. Some people just might not be that good at social media. Like a lot of store owners don't have time to post. And so they're just kind of throwing up random stuff. Yeah. So just keep an open mind when you go on their pages. When we're not thrifting, we're searching the internet for sustainable and size inclusive brands. So partnering with this episode's sponsor, Smash and Tess, couldn't have come at a better time. So this brand manufactures locally in North America. They small batch their products to reduce overproduction, and they celebrate body positivity. Sizes range from three extra small to four X. Check them out at smashtest.com and be sure to use the code THANKS to save 15% off your first order. I have a question for you. Typically, when you walk into a new store, Let's say I wasn't with you, right? At what point do you leave? <laughs> Man, 
I'm going to sound like a jerk, but this is just my impatience. So I'm going to walk in. I'm not going to get a cart. I'm probably going to do a walkthrough like you're talking about. My first go-to would be plus size. If their plus size is raggedy, um, I'm going to pop over to shoes. And if their shoes are raggedy, I'm going to pop over to home goods. And if their home goods are just raggedy, nothing I would buy, <laughs> I would leave after those three things. Like, I'm going to give them, you know, I give them three chances, okay. honestly. And and I'm not going to lie. Most of the time, Home Goods is going to keep me there. But if I walk up to the cash register and I have to wait for the two things in my hands, I'm going to put them down and leave. I just did it recently. Mm-hmm. But it's just my, that's just my impatience. Like, I can't, I can't, I can't stand there for 15 minutes for two things that unless it's like mega 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 amazing i can't do it so i have another question what is your mindset when you approach a new to you thrift store before you enter what what type of mindset do you have it all depends on when i walk in is it inviting does it smell nice do they have cute little um outfits already put together there like getting me to come in closer kind of thing do they have nice end displays it's kind of just like are you setting it up retail style for me yeah is really what my eye catches but then you know we've already talked about how that doesn't always work out like they could it could be like some great outfit they've put together on a mannequin but it's a size two how's that going to help me you know so it's like I have to get past that point and then keep going. And then once like like that one store we were at, it had the biggest plus size section I've ever seen in my life. That's going to keep me there because I'm going to go through every single one of those items and see like what I can find, you know, but it's like if it has the tiniest, most garbage, you know, plus size, which is typical, you know, I just have to keep keep moving and see what else I can find. I think I'm in the minority here. I tend to be overly optimistic every time I go to a new store. Because I try to go in with the mindset that I can almost always find something nice. Yeah, I feel like the difference between you and I, and and it's the difference between resellers and um, shopping for personal use, don't you think? Because like you can go in and find something really cool, mm. and you can re- like you're pumped because you can resell it. Where I I could look at that exact same thing and be like, dang, that's really cool. It could fit on my big toe. Okay, what's next? You know, like. But see, I'm not. I'm see that I think we still have different perspective because. Okay. To me, it's a successful trip, even if the thing didn't fit me and it's nice. To me, that was a nice thrift store. Like I go in and I think, okay, if I can find nice things here, whether it's from they fit me or whether I can use them or need them or not, if I can find something cool, that was a successful thrift trip. Like I will come back to this thrift store because I liked their inventory. Yeah. I'm not really looking at it like, okay, this is cute, but it doesn't fit me. So the thrift store sucks. We're looking at like the quality of things, like what's in that thrift store compared to maybe another thrift store that you typically go to. Yeah. Like, what are the things that I enjoy about the thrift store that I go to all the time? Now, does this thrift store have those same things or something different that I've never seen before? And I think it has a lot to do with how it's presented to me. Like, even though I want to not be judgy, I am. I think it's the way it's presented to me. It's just like, it's like if you would, you go to Walmart and really nobody gives a crap about you at walmart right you go to target people are like hey how you doing blah, blah, yeah blah, 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 blah. yeah it's the same kind of thing like things are laid out nicer i i think that's i think that's a perfectly reasonable thing to look for in a store because 
just because it's a thrift store doesn't mean it needs to be not well maintained. Right. So I, right. I, I agree with you there. I agree with like the presentation and the layout and the lighting and the cleanliness. The easiest way for me to stop going to a store is if it's filthy. Yep. That's, that's to me is like a turnoff. Yep. But as far as the inventory goes, if I can find something cool, even if it's not something that I would use or in my size, to me that checks the box of they have, they have nice things. They have, they have decent things here. Okay. I would come back for, for this inventory. Okay. You're changing my mind. Okay. I like that. Like if I saw a coat, you're right. if I saw a coat in a size two and mm-hmm. it was a beautiful, well-made, maybe good brand or a vintage coat doesn't fit me, but I'm like, oh, okay. I found something cool here. Yeah. That was a success. Yeah. You're right. Shannon, it's about the collective, not the individualistic point of view of thrifting. Okay. Ooh, look at you. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. It's thrifting for all. Thrifting for all. I love it. That's going to be my New Year's resolution. Stop being so judgy. I think I'm used to it. I'm used to being like that because thrifting plus size is hard. Yeah. And I'm used to being jealous about other people find easily finding like a whole wardrobe. And I'm like, I found a shirt, you know? Yeah. No, I get that. I really do. I really do. See, no, I, I get where you're coming from. Because if you keep going back to the same store and you're not finding plus size I can totally understand why you would be discouraged from going back. So I understand your perspective. But I get it, too. I get it. Because it's not like I'm only looking for clothes when I go to. Exactly. And I have to remember that. Exactly. That's why, I mean, I typically try to stay positive. Like, I've been this way for a long time. Like, I've had to go to the mall with my skinny friends. Like, this Like this has been my life for a long time. And I, you know, other people know you're just looking at the earrings. You know? Yep. Like, that's yep. just the way it works. So, but at the thrift store, I do have multiple other places. Like, and gifts like you always have that in the back of your head too is like finding gifts for other people while you're there which is fun too yeah and that's kind of where my mind goes like i'm not only shopping for clothes at the thrift store i'm making this more of a lifestyle for the things that i need gifts things for my kids things things for my house and so if i can find one or two cool things and everything else kind of falls into place it's a clean store they have good prices then to me, that's a successful new relationship with a thrift store. But you know what's going to make me come back like at 110%? A clean bathroom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that like never exists. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, this has been interesting. I, I can see how your reasoning is much deeper than than like the surface. Like it's because time and time again, you've gone and you have not found things in your size. Because I am quick to be like, oh, I have to stand in line for 15 minutes. This store sucks by, you know, but it's just like, maybe they only have one cashier because they don't have other people to work there. Like, relax. But this store sucks by. Yep. I just, oh my gosh, I can't. Some, it, But some days I can. It just depends. Yeah. You know, my mood is yeah. all over. So it just depends on my patience at that point. Would well, you leave? Do you do the same thing at Target if they have one cashier? Do you leave? I have. As long as there's nothing in my cart that I went in and I needed, that's my problem at Target is like I typically don't buy things I need. Then, yeah, I've totally left without buying anything. So your standards are the same yeah. at, every, at retail and thrift stores. Like, yeah, I can't take it. If you're not in the mood to wait. Like if I have to wait more than five minutes, like I have to be in a good mood. And then when I leave, I'm probably going to be in a bad mood. <laughs> it's pathetic. You probably save a lot of money that way. <laughs> I have. I know it. Like <laughs> I know the last time I put down some pretty cool stuff. 
Like I had like Mickey Mouse cups, like glass cups, like glasses. Ooh, ooh, they were ooh, so ooh, cool. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And then I had this like um Wait, is this Target or thrift no, store? No, thrift store. And then I had this cat post-it holder. Oh. But I was like buying it for somebody else because like I don't need this. But then I was like, oh my friend at work would love it. And I was like, oh, I'll get this for her. And then I went to the thing and I was like, I'm gonna have to wait for three people that have giant baskets full of stuff. Bye. <laughs> That's when you just play on your phone. No, there's nothing on my phone. You go, you start watching TikTok. Mm. You don't have TikTok on your phone? Yes, you do. Yeah, but I'm not going to do that there. Just turn it down. Oh, oh, you have no problem doing it right next to me on full blast. <laughs> hey, I brought us a treat and I'm really excited for us to taste it. What is it? <laughs> Little Debbie Christmas tree ice cream. How does this exist? I saw that on TikTok. I know. You forwarded it to me and I found it. I'm so excited. I'm surprised that you found it. I feel like we should make a TikTok eating it. I'll make a TikTok of you. Okay. All right, let's go do it. Okay. Thanks for listening to Thanks It's Thrifted with Dina and Shannon. For episode show notes, go to dinasdays.com slash podcast. You can find us on Instagram at thanksitsthrifted.pod. I'm at Dina's Days and Shannon is at Fat Don't Crack. I'm also on Facebook at Dina's Days. And if you want a list of my favorite local stores in the Northeast Ohio area, be sure to sign up for my mailing list and you will get that sent to your email. It's a huge mega guide of all of my favorite stores and why I love them. That link is also in the show notes. We'll see you next time. <laughs>